Well, good morning. We're continuing our series on heroes of faith and prayer this morning. The hero that I've chosen is the thief on the cross in Luke chapter 23. Maybe a bit of a strange choice, but actually this man, although we hear very little about him, we know that he's had a a checkered past. He admits that in his short conversation with Jesus. But this man shows us two very key and and life-giving things. And that is that firstly, whatever we've done, whatever our past, if we reach out to Jesus, he'll always say yes. And secondly, he shows us that it's never too late. As long as we've got air in our lungs, it's never too late to reach out to Jesus. And so we're gonna read this account in Luke 23 in just a moment. Just to put it in context, in Luke 22, we start hearing about Judas agreeing to betray Jesus. We then read about the Last Supper that Jesus has with his disciples. It then continues with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, praying to his father. And then we read about Jesus getting arrested. We read about Peter disowning Jesus. And then we get into the trials that Jesus went through leading up to his crucifixions, the trials with Pilate and Herod and then we read about the crucifixion in Luke 23 and it picks up in Luke 24 about the resurrection. So we'll be in Luke 23 today and we're going to start at verse 32 and it says this. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, There they crucified him, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others, let him save himself if he is the Christ of God, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There is a written notice above him, which read, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since we are under the same sentence. We are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him. I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. What incredible account. Picture the scene, Jesus in the middle, hanging on a cross. A criminal also hanging on his cross on the right. Another criminal hanging on his left. Here we have Jesus in the centre of these two men. Jesus, the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world. He's there dying as an innocent man. He's done nothing wrong. 
put to death at the hands of the Romans. But he's there fulfilling the plan that he and his father devised together, the plan that he would take upon himself all the sins of the world. Everything that you've done wrong, everything that I've done wrong, everything that anyone has ever done or will do wrong. Jesus in that moment was hanging there, about to die, to take upon himself the sins of the world. But he's not alone. He has a criminal on his right and a criminal on his left. Men who have done things wrong, men who have committed crimes that has meant that they've received this death penalty. And the second criminal, the one who reaches out to Jesus, acknowledges that they are there because of what they've done. He talks about the punishment that their deeds deserve. But this first criminal joins in with the crowd. He joins in with the mocking. He joins in with the sneering. He says to Jesus, if you are who you say you are, then get down off this cross. Exactly what the others were saying. Get down off this cross and while you're doing that, get us out of this situation as well. Save yourself and us, he said. This man joined in with the crowd. This man was in it for what he could get from Jesus. He just wanted out of that situation. You can understand why, but he wanted out. He refused to embrace Jesus and who he is. But yet this other criminal on the other side of Jesus does reach out, does recognise his wrongdoing, does recognise that he's in need of this saviour Jesus. And he reaches out to him, he says, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And then we hear those wonderful words of Jesus, today you'll be with me in paradise. So right at the end, the, the end of this man's life, after all that he'd done to mean that he deserved, in the view of the Romans, this death by crucifixion, he reaches out and Jesus in his mercy and in his grace responds. Jesus had already said, Father, forgive them, talking to those people who put him on that cross, talking to those people who had beaten him, talking to those people who put the crown of thorns on his head, talking to the people who were mocking him. Father, forgive them. They don't understand what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Doesn't that just show the mercy, the grace, the compassion, the love of God, that God himself hanging on this cross, experiencing all this pain because he was human as well as being God. Experiencing the pain, but still reaching out with love, still reaching out to those who'd rejected him, still reaching out to those who had nailed him to this cross and still able to reach out to this second criminal who realised this truly is the son of God. This truly is an innocent man dying for all humanity. And Jesus remembers him. Maybe today you can identify with that first criminal. Maybe you are going along with the crowd 
societies in the main has turned its back on God. Maybe this pandemic, maybe this time is drawing us back as a nation to God. That's my prayer. But maybe you feel like, actually, I'm like that crowd. I'm just going along with it. I've rejected Jesus. I haven't up until now realised who Jesus is. Or maybe you're starting to realise who Jesus is. Maybe you've started listening to these broadcasts. Maybe hearing about Jesus, you're realising, hang on a minute. This man truly is the son of God. This God truly does love me and does want to welcome me. Let me encourage you not to be like that first criminal, not to reject Jesus, not to go along with the crowd, not just to be in it for what you can get. But be like the second criminal who reaches out, recognises his need of God and said, Lord, remember me. Because I believe there is only two real responses. There is a response of yes or is there is a response of no to who Jesus is and what he's done for you. You can choose to be like that first criminal and say no. But let me encourage you to be like the second criminal and say yes to Jesus. Because whatever you've done, even if you've committed crime, even if you've wronged people, even if you've lived a life separated from God, if you reach out and say, remember me, Jesus, then he will say yes. And maybe you're at the beginning of your life, or maybe you're towards the end of your life. Whatever stage of life you're in, it's never too late. Let me encourage you to say yes to Jesus. A few weeks ago, I talked about the Apostle Paul and, and focused on him as a hero of faith and prayer want to read something of what he wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting from verse 17. He says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling himself to the world in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God who made him who, have, who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That empire is so incredible that Jesus was made sin on that cross. He took upon himself all of our sins so that we could receive his righteousness, that right standing before God, being in the right place before God. We can receive that. And that's what happens. That exchange on the cross happens Jesus on the cross took our sin and when we say yes to Jesus when we say remember me he says yes and he gives us his righteousness we are right before God not because 
we've somehow tried super hard and sorted everything out in our lives. God says yes to us because he gives us the right standing before God. Isn't that incredible? But we remember here as well in this passage that we are made new. That thief on the cross was made new. His old life, his old crimes were in that moment washed away. And he embraced, albeit for only a few moments, but he embraced a new life in Jesus. And that new life is an offer to all of us. I've embraced that. I've received that. I know many who are watching this morning will have done as well. But if you haven't, you can do that. You can let Jesus take your sin, your wrongdoing. And you can just receive that righteousness, right standing before God. But more than that, this passage in 2 Corinthians 5 tells us that we receive a mandate. We receive, when we say yes and we're made new, we receive a commission to go and be Jesus' ambassadors to go and take this message of reconciliation to the world to those around us you see Jesus extended forgiveness on the cross to all those around him it was there on offer but it was that second criminal that man who said yes who said remember me he was reconciled to God in that moment he received everything he needed for this new life in Christ in that moment and that can happen for you as well let me pray father thank you that Jesus died upon the cross thank you that God himself took upon his shoulders all of our wrongdoing thank you that we can receive your righteousness in exchange when we come to faith in you Lord, I want to pray for anyone watching this morning who hasn't yet done that. Lord, that you would bring them revelation. Lord, that they would be able to say, I know that this Jesus died for me. I know that he forgives me and I want to be in right relationship with him. I want to receive that reconciliation. Lord, I want to pray that you would do a work in each of us, whether we've followed you for years or whether we just feel like maybe today's the day that I want to say yes to Jesus. Would you help us to become more like you? And would you help us to take this reconciliation to the world? Would you help us to be your ambassadors? In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me encourage you today, if you want to say yes to Jesus, particularly if it's the first time, then please do get in contact with us at the end of this broadcast. You'll see our email address, how to connect with us on platforms like Facebook. And we'd love you to do that if you would like to take that step today or even if you don't feel ready for that, but you just want to talk about it a bit more. One of the leaders or one of the trusted people in the Hub Church would just love to get in contact with you and chat through that with you. Thank you for listening and let's all be those that embrace what Christ has done for us and take it to a hurting world. Thank you.